you deserved it more than any. Oh, thank you. Um, but uh, I believe listeners out there deserve welcome to Super Superstitious. <laughs> the, the podcast that we are currently introducing that talks about spooky and strange things from a scientific perspective. I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And uh, we're back again, uh, as evidenced by our voices. Uh-huh. This isn't the first episode, and thus, it means we have returned from <laughs> wherever we were. Is it, we have returned whence we were? I think that's how that uh, word works, that preposition. Preposition H, am I right? Probably. Anyway, we're going to talk about stuff. Before we even begin that, I do want to share with Wyatt uh, this <gasps> excellent tweet that was shared with us on Twitter, for, uh, brought to our attention by Matt who goes by the handle at Danny Hamsteak. Uh, it's Danny <laughs> underscore Hamsteak. So why am I going to send you this very fun tweet? Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's uh, as very uh, reasonably described in the caption, it is a Bigfoot titty slide, Bigfoot titty slide, Bigfoot titty slide. <laughs> so wow. I'll, post, I'll post a link to Bigfoot titty slide in the description of this episode. Please that is enjoy. an upsetting thing. <laughs> I think it's meant to be like a King Kong kind of thing, maybe. But, yeah, uh, the, King Kong. The positioning of the slides, they should have had it like going over his shoulders or something, not straight out of the chest. You've got a, you know, metal frame, plastic shell King Kong standing on its hind legs, and out of its chest are two slides that come down. They're tube slides. They look old as hell. <laughs> and I guess it was the choice between this and a much lower, much slower slide <laughs> and just the one of them. So, Jake, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to be talking today about uh, some sound stuff, some sound adjacent stuff. I guess for sound and also not sound, something we used to think was maybe sound, but probably is not sound. <laughs> but for starters, the sound thing, because it's an even-numbered episode and I'm going <laughs> first. <laughs> Take it away. Great. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't have said it more clearly myself. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want to give another shout out to Alana for suggesting my topic this week. Ooh. Uh, we very much appreciate listener suggestions in general. Uh, you can send them to us by emailing contact at superduperstitious dot com, or you can just fill out the handy contact form on our website. Both of them do the same thing. You can uh, also send us stories about your own experiences, or send us science questions. Whatever you want. We love mail. Um, so please do we, that. We love it. Yes. So I will start with uh, this video posted just last April and recorded in Lakeland, Florida. Ooh. Sounds like a bunch of wind. Mm-hmm. There's a guy looking through a screen door. Oh, here we go. I have no idea what is going on. But there's like a loud flute sound. <clears throat> loud sound coming from the sky. Uh-huh. Or some kind of a sound. I don't know if you can hear that. Wait for it. So it's just a kind of general... Yeah. Sort of sounds like big old breaks. Yeah. A little, little, little bit of Godzilla kind of action almost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was me. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of a spooky sound. If you imagine hearing that coming from uh, seemingly everywhere. Yeah. 
it's also at this point maybe kind of familiar videos like these have been making the rounds for about nine years now uh, people all over the world have been reporting and recording loud incredibly eerie sounds echoing seemingly from the sky itself Mm-hmm. Because of how ominous they sounded, people started to call them sky trumpets and speculated whether it was a signal of the end times. Right. I should also point out that the uh, comments on that particular video I just played are primarily arguments, not about whether or not the sounds are real, but about the finer points of what the Bible has to say about Armageddon and the specific auditory cues thereof. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty uh, standard youtube kind of discourse yes. great here's another video this time from ukraine way back in 2011 this is one of the more widely known examples of the phenomenon so, i'd also like to mention this is a rare day of jake wearing a t-shirt i am and it's not just any t-shirt it is a jackalope t-shirt which was uh, designed by or illustrated by katie amaker designed by lauren marple available at superdipperstitches.com slash shop and uh, it's comfy. So anyway. <laughs> and it feels like shit. <laughs> you know, people talk about a hair shirt. This is one of those. That's right. <laughs> Takes a long time to make. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, one of the more widely known examples of this phenomenon. Oh, man. Already much, much creepier. This is much freakier. Yeah. And more what this tends to sound like in a lot of these videos. I can't hear you over the video. Quite creepy. Oh, man. It, it is spook town. So that is ominous as hell. Oh my god. If I heard that shit, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> you hear it, you immediately forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would forget everything. <laughs> I would forget about that sound. I'd probably just go to bed and <laughs> take a bunch of pills. <laughs> what you um, keep in your bed? Spooky as hell. Yes. So uh, it would be a creepy thing to experience for sure. Um, as these videos blew up, largely in the first half of 2012, theories also went wild. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is from a 2016 article in the San Diego Tribune. They said, the phenomena, uh, use phenomena as a singular, phenomenon, singular, phenomena, plural. The phenomenon has been described variably as the blare of a trumpet, a groaning metallic sound, an airplane engine, a loud rumbling, even humming. And yeah, the ones we've heard just now is kind of we got kind of a combination of those. The more yeah. common ones are like that one we just heard, which does sound somewhere between groaning metallic sound and just mm -hmm. unearthly horror. Yeah, indeed. They say El uh, eldritch songs. Yes, uh, they say the rumor debunking website Snopes says that scientists point to natural causes such as earthquakes, tidal waves, methane explosions, and even sh uh, shifting sand dunes. As the possible huh. reasons for the oral oddities. Oh, I've heard the sand dune sound. It's good. It's yeah, good. there are a couple places in the world where sand makes this really cool kind of humming sound as it moves. Um, and you can like, walk through it and it just kind of buzzes a little bit almost. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. David Hill, a U.S. geological survey scientist, 
said that small earthquakes below the surface can transmit sounds of the Earth's cracking crust. Mm. He also said, that, uh, also said that emissions could come from meteors. So, like, people saying, mm. like, you know, meteors blowing up in the sky could do weird things. Whoa. And, again, the v- wide variety of explanations kind of reflects the wide variety of forms these sounds have taken in the different yes. videos. If a meteor exploded, it's probably not going to make that weird, long, droning, groaning sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other theories include electrical power lines, electromagnetic radiation, high-pressure gas lines, wireless communications devices, submarines, and, saving the best for last, the reverberating mating call of a male midshipman fish. Male midshipman fish? Uh-huh. What in the heck is that? Whoa. Kind of like the hypnotoad from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. It it is a, appropriately enough a kind of toadfish. Yes, it's the same sound. Anyway, everybody loves the hypnotoad. Oh yeah. While I'm always happy to hear natural explanations for the weird things we talk about on this show, we'll say that the the male midshipman fish's call is getting a little bit away from logic. <laughs> like, okay, the sound yeah. in some cases may be similar, but. Yeah, if you stick your head underwater while one is like sending out its mating call, maybe you'll hear a sound like that. There are a lot of midshipman fish in the sky, and no. they aren't that big. No. Um, one uh, person posting had this to say, quote, I think people are so accustomed to hearing these sounds in their backyards, I hear them in mine, they don't realize that this is not normal. It is the <laughs> hidden machines being used to control the weather and sometimes to cause quakes. They are weapons hidden among us. Well, so, it you sounds know, like, no, grounded. not true, because, yeah. I mean, I've never heard that. Who's accustomed to it? And if you're hearing it that often, uh, it's not hidden. <laughs> so what true. are you talking about? <laughs> uh, other guesses include, as I mentioned, God's trumpets. So, yeah, signaling the end times. Uh, aliens, like, something, like the approach of a ship of mm-hmm. some kind. This kind of sound like the things from uh, um, the... The Tom Cruise version of um, uh, War of the Worlds, the the tripods, kind of sounded like that a little bit. Yeah, they do. The slippage of the planet's core and generally Earth's growing pains, Mm -hmm. which the (laughs) Earth, by the way, not growing. Some even point to (laughs) HAARP, a.k.a. the U.S. government's high-frequency active auroral research program. A program that analyzed the ionosphere with the aim to develop enhancement technologies for radio communication and surveillance. Hmm. Conspiracy theorists claimed that the program, which was shut down in 2015, was really an effort to control everything from the weather to people's minds. Classic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Theories abound. Yes. The videos could also be totally fake. One woman who posted a quote-unquote strange sound incident to YouTube later admitted all she did was point her iPhone out the window as her laptop played the soundtrack behind her. Got him. We'll dig a little more into this in a moment. And we did, I think, in episode 49, I want to say, Elk Bugling Intensifies. (laughs) We went through a bunch of just fun, weird sounds in your segment. And at some point, we did, just in passing, talk about Sky Trumpets and, uh, and talked about this particular aspect of how people were faking the videos mm-hmm. but uh there, there's more to it than just that if i wanted to cover it in more detail today it is more interesting than mm. just that um the article ends saying but the couple in germany who posted the latest video said theirs was definitely not a hoax 
Hmm. This here is in reference to a video at the start of this particular article, which I omitted. I did so oh. because the video had since been deleted from YouTube. What? Interestingly, a whole bunch of the videos depicting these apocalyptic sounds that were featured in various roundup articles like this one have also been deleted. Whoa. Now, why government cover-up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Too much of the truth getting out there. That's right. But some Get of back it's, in the bag. Yeah. Some of, some of it's still just out about just fine, you know, nine, ten years down the road. But, uh, you know, not all of them. First, the easiest explanation for all this stuff, shit's fake. Yeah. And don't worry, I'll save some fun stuff for later, too. We'll go through this part. First, uh, I played you that Kiev video already. Now, check out this one from Allen, Texas, in January of 2012. Mm, I hope it's going to be a kazoo noise. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Just looking up at the sky on a sunny day. Clear blue sky, just looking up. Some other people looking up with him. Did you guys hear that? No, we're just looking around up because we feel like it. Yeah. All looking confused. People in the background don't seem to give a shit. <laughs> Not noticing at all somehow. It's weird. I've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> Quickly panned away from them. Yeah. Where's it coming from? Friends now starting to lose their ability to keep a straight face. Uh-huh. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. Oh, that's a, that was a big one. Well, that was that was a big one, he says. Uh, not in line with the sound at all. <sighs> acting. That is acting. <laughs> that is teenagers. So good. Teening around. Maybe, maybe latest 20s, early 20s. Yeah. If you were to play this one back-to-back -back with the Ukraine video from before, you'll notice that the spooky portion of the audio, other than the people talking, is identical. Ah. So it's the exact same audio from Ukraine from before that they just put in there in post while they just kind of pretended to be reacting to something. Mm -hmm. And like we both pointed out, there were people in the background not noticing at all. <laughs> so it's like, yes. okay, that, that kind of spoils the effect. People in the foreground starting to giggle and try to hide their laughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> And their, uh, you know, responses not really lining up with what is being heard in any meaningful way. Jake, did you hear so, that? What a crazy uh, sound. There was a big one just now. <laughs> so what do we make of it? That's a clear fake. What yes. else we got? And it kind of reminds me of when we talked about this back before. You had some video of some people hiking in the UK, maybe, or something. And there's a weird sound coming from this guy that they're talking about. But the sound they're hearing is so all-consuming it sounds like this weird robot whale on the sky <laughs> and they're not like one of them is like oh do you hear that it's like there's no way not to the person's like yeah well i don't know what what is it it's like well okay hold on yeah come on so the acting doesn't really help people out in this case so there's a, there are no. a bunch of subsequent videos from all over the place that do the same thing as this one where they take the audio from the ukraine video yeah it's, it's pretty easy to do with the most basic video editing software a lot of which you can get for free on. It comes with your operating system, mm -hmm. and you can easily make a video just like this one yourself. I actually think Sky Trumpets is one of the preloaded uh, suggested <laughs> yes. environmental effects noises as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's check out some other ones from that same general time period. I'll just kind of go through each of them. We'll just talk about them. 
So boy, oh boy, this is fun. <laughs> good, I'm glad. So this is from Queensland, Australia, in uh, 2012. The hell is that? Oh boy, same shit. Yep. Is that coming from the clouds? <laughs> I don't know, it's somewhere up there. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Enough of that one. <laughs> so, girlfriend clearly is uh, very over this bit. Yep. <laughs> also, the minor birds that you can hear squawking furiously all around are clearly not bothered by what would be... An ecology shattering acoustic experience. <laughs> yes. And a, a fun thing, about the, in addition to the acting again being that, uh, another part of it is that the audio from them talking versus the audio of that loud, weird droning sound both do not match up to like, you, there's one that's like very just kind of cell phone quality audio where it's pretty shrill it doesn't the microphone isn't picking up a whole wide frequency right and then this very deep bass <laughs> happening <laughs> separately it's like well that would uh not actually sound like that it's just it sounds too clean compared to how crappy their audio sounds so yeah I it think was punched in in post yes we take a trip a little bit further west to new zealand uh here's another fun uh, or- video East is, is maybe the case, or is it west? Oh shit, it is east. Oh my god, this is I mean, why I keep fucking it could up. Be, could be very far west <laughs> if you go all the way around the world. By the way, oh no, this is why I keep fucking up where Four Phantoms is. I I picture one and I say the other. Classic, classic listexia. I have a master's degree. Anyway, here's New Zealand. I don't know about anybody else, but this noise, it's happening. Like every 30 seconds, 20 seconds of hearing that. There! Outside, up there. It's cute. It is cute. It's kind of like. There, do you hear that? Wow, he's got what some. What is that going on out there? Sound dampening windows. <laughs> so weird. Door already open. Yeah. Oh, Do you hear that? Not much of a reverb on that one. <laughs> I'll do one more. Whoa. It's like it's behind the house. So the last one was actually a little bit better as far as much more playful, much yeah. a much more skilled hand at uh, yes, both narrative craft and just the sound editing. Yes, sets himself up for success with the punctuated sound bursts too. Instead of it just being kind of ongoing, and he's not—he didn't have an, anyone else trying to react with him. He's able to right. just do it entirely himself. Exactly. Um, but uh, again, getting much, much more just straight into it's a horn sound now compared to the other ones. Like, what is this sound? Right. Um, <laughs> what is so this fog? Also, yeah. <laughs> it, I'm enjoying it watching the evolution of basically 
an audiovisual creepypasta, essentially. Yeah, totally. I'm excited for more. Yeah, so clearly people were just goofing around at this point. And, you know, why not? Popular internet trends follow exactly one course in 100% of cases, which is uncontrollable spread of said trend until every ounce of fun has been wrung out of it and the husk has been ground into a fine powder. <laughs> which is good for uh, getting more fiber <laughs> into yes. the diet. Keeps you regular. Furthermore, a whole lot of this was happening specifically in 2012, which, as we may distantly recall, it seems so long ago now, that was supposed to be the very last year that there was going to be. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Apocalypse-themed viral videos make a whole lot more sense in the context of a world somewhat convinced that the end was nigh come that December of that year. And we are just in hell now. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> totally plausible. Um... This could also at least partially explain the modest resurgence of these kinds of videos this past year. Hmm. There were a few of these coming out back in the spring of 2020 and, and kind of since happening since then. The pandemic made things pretty damn bleak. And in the earlier part of the spring, before we put all our focus on racial justice and were instead largely just stuck inside, unemployed and freaking out, uh, this kind of thing would have fit right in. Hmm. But not all instances of sky trumpets were just hoaxes, and hmm. the pandemic the pandemic actually helps highlight this too. I'll get into a little bit why hmm. in a second. So here is a video from British Columbia in 2013. So similar to the one we've heard, where it's this kind of weird moaning, metallic, oh and very very haunting. Seemingly coming again from everywhere. Cameras put down, believably. It's just going. Oh, man. That last little bit we heard there, I stopped it just in the middle of it, but that last little bit we heard with, with the pitch kind of descending and oh, yeah. like a little bit, that yep. is actually relevant. That one for me sounded the most like. Uh, plausibly big machinery grinding on itself kind of something or other very uh very good thinking so at least three different people recorded the same occurrence from different locations in the same city that same day ah. so it, it definitely happened it was happening and people were independently observing this and uh as you started to point out mr dr shell this was indeed <laughs> thank you, thank you. uh a metal situation it turns out it was a city worker sharpening the blade on a grater. Ah. So that is the, that's the construction vehicle used for flattening the ground as it drives along, kind of long, thin-looking thing. Right. Drags that blade along. And uh, the grinding sound was just echoing every ding-dang where, and folks heard it and were baffled by it. What a horrifying experience that must have been. Yeah, it was real weird. Um, here's one I really like from Slovakia in April of last year. I prefer fast Vakia. Please don't keep that in. I know you will, though. I, I have to. I'm keeping in me screwing up east and west, so I'm going to keep you making a pun. Fair enough. All right. I'll turn this one down, too, just in case. Here we go. Huh. 
So it's kind of like almost a roaring in this case. Yeah, or like weird windy breaths or something. Yes. And here is a very nice and satisfactory visual uh, reveal of what it was that was happening from a, just a couple days later. Someone oh, with a different vantage massive point. Massive steam release. Yes, indeed. So I'll play this. Wow. The audio is not quite synced with the visual. Maybe Which they're is super so far cool. away. It's, yeah, it's because of the distance. They're seeing this weird like smoke steam thing coming out of the top of this building in bursts. And then like a second later, that loud roaring sound happens. Wow. So, so do we know the story of what was going on there? Let me see if I could translate <laughs> what this is real quick. And they were translate. pressing all the suits in the town at the same time. <laughs> yes. At a time when almost everyone is at home and the normal traffic is considerably subdued, we are much more sensitive to everything that they blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I want to get I've heard from the windows. Their cause was released by the steam valves in Bratislavska, Vodaranska. So it doesn't actually translate the very last. It's just steam valves in something. We I don't know what. Tragic. Uh, yeah. Suffice it to say. Steam valves and a thing. Steam go whoosh. Yes. So the reason that I said that the pandemic may have brought stuff like this more to our attention is because of the very unique and rapid lifestyle changes that occurred with lockdown. Mm-hmm. Kind of mentioned in that translation that I skimmed through quickly. I didn't want them to kind of steal my thunder, so I started skimming. <laughs> uh, a ton of everyday processes suddenly stopped. Cars were no longer on the road. Stuff just shut down in general. And the constant noises from those things also went away, mm-hmm. making it much easier for us to hear isolated noises that we might not have otherwise. Right. Similarly, if a noise is made even during non-pandemic times and is loud enough that we're hearing it for the first time, despite it's being a thing that happens maybe fairly often, it's going to be word. You know, in, in this case, greater blade sharpening and weird steam release kind of stuff is pretty specific, so not necessarily likely to happen as often as these videos, the mm-hmm. non-hoax ones might suggest, and not in as many places necessarily. It's seems like you know kind of a right place right time kind of thing that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be happening all over the place but here's a little something that might explain even that hmm person driving along straight at a train It's a train breaking. Wow. Very loud, very weird. It starts out just pretty squealy, and then as as the car stops and you're able to hear more frequency, you hear the very low-frequency kind of wailing metal sound right. that we got from a lot of this, the uh, different weird Sky Trumpet videos. Right. So that seems like a thing that could be happening more places more often as a, a, a potential chance uh, you know, observance. It wouldn't happen all the time, but mm-hmm. it would be... Something that could happen in a lot of places at a lot of different times, at least with more frequency than some of the more specific stuff that we had. Mm-hmm. And so in instances where it was a, an honest-to-goodness thing that was happening, people were actually really hearing, that could be one of the things it was. Yes, indeed. That's super cool. I like that-, that there are many different instances where such similar sounds do have 
independent sources. Yes, indeed. And identifiable ones, too. Real normal ones. And ones that, honest to goodness, if I had heard them, I'd be like, oh my god, that stuff is real. I mean, especially the um, the road mill one. Oh yeah, that was awful. Me the most of all. I would have been very weirded out. I mean, uh, of course, much as hearing the video, I was thinking, oh, it sounds like a machine. But like, say you were able to find it, it would be just a mysterious, spooky thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's, what's happening so cool. outside? Yeah. Yeah. So, all in all, whether sky trumpets originated as an earnest misidentification of an unexpected sound or just as a hoax from the start, uh, the take home here is that, I guess, like, noises happen. I don't really have a good wrap up for it. <laughs> Sounds are strange. Uh, so, look out for that, I guess. But I, I, let's wrap up with a fun thing that I found while doing this, and that is skyquakes. Oh, my. So this is apparently a thing and one of the natural explanations offered for sky trumpets. Huh. Uh, it's less likely in my mind that, you know, than, than the more human-related explanations we just went through, but still a cool one as far mm-hmm. as natural phenomena go. It's uh, a thing. It's, a, it's often more of a loud booming sound. Hmm. It's reported to originate from the sky. It's uh, <laughs> it can cause noticeable vibration in a building or across a particular area. Those who hmm. experience skyquakes typically do not have a clear explanation for what caused them, and they're perceived as mysterious. They just Ooh. seem to be coming from somewhere in the sky not really sure where they have Mm -hmm. been heard all over the damn world they have different names for them in different parts of the world too they've been observed since you know back in the 19th century people were talking about too whoa so different hypotheses for what might cause these because they happen different times different ways coronal mass ejections often Mm. generate shock waves similar to what happens when an aircraft flies at a speed higher than the speed of sound in earth's atmosphere a sonic boom when the solar winds equivalent of a sonic boom uh, accelerates protons up to millions of miles per minute, which is 40% of the speed of light, that could cause sonic booms to happen. Hmm. Um, as I mentioned, if aircraft exceed the speed of, of sound, they create a sonic boom. Um, meteor, meteors entering the atmosphere cause sonic booms. And then hmm. if they explode in the atmosphere, that can make its own sound as well. Mm-hmm. We talk about different gases escaping from vents in the Earth's surface biogas from decaying vegetation in lakes and stuff trapped beneath lake bottoms suddenly bursting out could cause weird uh, explosive kind of stuff wow um a couple of examples of things that seem like they might be examples of that actually having happened explosive release of less volatile gases generated as limestone decays in underwater caves another hmm. explanation uh shallow earthquakes uh underwater caves collapsing and like the air rapidly rising to the surface that's squeezed out of it solar and or earth magnetic activity <laughs> so basically what stuff. you're saying is what couldn't make these sounds <laughs> yeah it's something that we uh, like people accept as like oh, this is a real thing that happens and kind of like with all of the anthropogenic uh origins of sky trumpets we talked about there are a lot of natural different independent things that could potentially cause skyquakes mm. so is weird damn and it's the atmospheric ducting where distant thunder or other sounds are propagated across long distances due to travel through distinct atmospheric layers so if Hmm. you hear thunder and don't see a thunderstorm anywhere at all it could just be coming at you from many miles away there's the sound coming through different parts of the atmosphere right yeah so skyquakes are also a cool thing and now you know about that too hot damn so that's what i got for that very very cool i have uh as you mentioned before Something that sounded like it might be a sound, but might not be a sound after all. 
for my segment. But before we do that, it might be time for the the quaff. The quaff, of course, as you surely can tell from everything that's currently happening, is uh, a segment where we talk about, we drink a beer, we talk about beer, we review the beer using three very, very universally understood uh, metrics. What are those, Wyatt? First, we got physicality, what the beer's like, uh, what's it, how does it appear, is the can or the bottle cool? Jake, what's the next one? Blah. Oh, Christ. Uh, what's the next one? Chuggability. How about can you drink this beer? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the one that needs no introduction. Joie de vivre. What do we have on the docket today? We've got Spiteful Rattler. A lager with tangerine soda. Sent to us by dear friend of the show and the us... Jonathan Notek. Jonathan Notek from Spiteful Brewing. Jonathan's from Chicago. This is from Spiteful Brewing. In Chicago. Which is in Chicago. And uh, yes, we have a lager with tangerine soda. And I will say, from the get-go, I have my reservations about (laughs) how even drinkable this beer will be. How even much to even call it beer. I, meanwhile, I... John. I have never had a Rattler, so I'm kind of excited about it. It seems very summery and sweet and tasty. But I don't like lagers that much, so we'll we'll see. Oh boy! So well, let's see here. Yeah, what are we what are we looking at? Kind of an argyle pattern on it with orange or with blue background, orange and yellow sort of diamonds. Very summery energy. Yeah, the spiteful brewing face looking all spiteful and cute. There is a there is a uh, stylized sort of uh, aging hipster goofball riding a, a penny farthing or whatever yeah, you call it, yeah. penny farthing. <laughs> Uh, which, for folks who don't know what is coming out of our mouths right now, is the old-timey bike with one big wheel and one tiny wheel. <laughs> yes. Did we learn um, from the other one that Spiteful has uh, some kind of connection with bicycle shop to something or other? I don't know. Or maybe Jonathan told me that. I don't know. I think they, they might make bikes or something um, in addition to beer. That's cool. Yeah. So what are we going to give the physicality? Oh, we got to get to see the beer, too. Sorry. Oh, good cracks on both of us. Mm-hmm. They ain't just talking about those butts. <laughs> now, we should expect this to sound like a wet poop. Sounds like the sea. <laughs> I heard nothing. Yeah, it was uh, very quiet, and then like a, a light hiss as the foam was doing its thing. Spilled some on my mic. So I will. I will also mention at the top here, for all of its spitefulness, this is. 16 fluid ounces of 2.7% alcohol <laughs> by volume. Something tells me the chuggability rating is going to be through the roof, but for the uh, physicality, eh, it's a very light kind of orangina color. Yeah. <laughs> Ever drink it's orangina? essentially the tang of beers. Yeah. A color that if urine would scream, drink some water. <laughs> I will give the overall physicality a three. <laughs> I was going to say, I like the can, but the, the drink itself kind of brings it down. So for me, I'm going to go with a five. Well, through the lips and down the hatch. <laughs> Time to find the chuggability. Hmm. Hmm. Man, it's a burp machine. It, yeah, immediately, I'm like, oh, there's so much carbonation. But 
it uh yeah it's it's light on both flavors in a way that's actually fairly pleasant i was expecting either really hard in the sweetness of a soda or just a lot lager heavier but uh it is neither I, I do feel transported to perhaps a college party where <laughs> someone has taken it upon themselves to mix like a pbr with some orange juice yes pretty much which is to say that i could drink this rapidly but I will forget it instantly. What would we give a Chuggy Buddy score for this? I would give it a forgettable 8. Even a 10. A 10 even. A 10 even. I give it a 10 as well. <laughs> I'm going to write it down as a 10 even in our spreadsheet that no one will ever see. A Snagglepuss's 10. <laughs> a Snagglepuss's 10. Jake, what would you give this as a joie de vivre? Joie de vivre. I'm going to give it a thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> and I will say, what were you fucking thinking, Jonathan? <laughs> and this, of course, has been The Quaff. <laughs> well, that was a beer that we were given for free. A, a quote-unquote beer we were given for free. For quote-unquote free, I would say. <laughs> Let's talk for a moment about uh, some beer that pays us that's right <laughs> i'm sure you're referring to a little brewery in western massachusetts that's the left side of the state the left side of the state unless you're looking at the map upside down oh no this brewery happens to combine everyone at home can join in <laughs> dungeon dragon loud music and alcohol <laughs> to make beer this brew, of course, is Four, four Phantoms. Oh my god. Huh? Four Phantoms. Looks like online, lots of stuff is back in stock, baby. Oh, we yeah. got Battle Standard Lager. Crisp Lager. You got your American Equinaut and Amarillo Hops. Hand of Doom Stout. That's your big boy oatmeal stout. Bite Back Sour and Purple Potion Sour. Blood Orange and Boysenberry, respectively. Mm-hmm. And they have seasonal offerings, such as the summer version of Dirtweed, the double IPA, mm. which is quite tasty, and Jonathan Flip Flops, Johnny <laughs> Flip Flops, a mojito sour. So it's got lime, it's got mint, it's got a uniqueness you will not find elsewhere. Definitely check that one out. Yes, if you're contemplating getting your sours on, this is a great place to begin your journey. They have extremely accessible and delicious um, and fascinating uh, sours on offer. They also have a lot of very cool merch. They now have, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, a 16-ounce glass, Ooh. Uh, the Willebecker glass style. So this is your basically very sexy pint glass with their super cool logo etched in the side. Or, I guess, printed on the side, I should say. Um, and they still have their limited 100-member special membership member offer. <laughs> Which we actually were given a very good suggestion by Elisa from Iceland, who suggested yes. the Phantom Fandom. Which, Drew, that one's on the house, my uh -huh. man. Or, I mean, talk to Elisa, maybe maybe you got to do a deal with her, but that yeah, is exactly. a, a very yeah. good suggestion. Well, she knew what she was doing. That's true. Any media submitted to us is instantaneously ours <laughs> for use. Right. 
<laughs> um, but yes, the four phantoms fandom. Lisa, nice one. At a modest $100, you can be one of 100 members to get lots of cool perks, including a 20-ounce goblet. Yeah. And uh, uh, what discounts with every pour you get in person. And, uh, yes. It's, and it's I believe the thing. goblet is kept at the tavern. Yes. So it's the this kind of one thing. serves you best if you're a local to Greenfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> yes. Or at least within driving distance thereof. Yes. In, other, in other words. Yes. You can also leave a review for them on Untapped. Uh, we'll leave a link every time to where their Untapped is. If you uh, have no way to get there even but would like to still support the show, you can leave a review, sight unseen, beer undrunk. It still helps them in a big way because that is the website where those stats make a difference for a brewery and you too can do so. If you do and mention us and are fun about it, we will read your review on the show, such as this one from Liz C. Gasp. I haven't even seen this one. Mm. Carry on, Jake. I just found, I just found it today. Uh, who says, quote, my favorite podcasters on Super Duper Superstitious love this beer and therefore so do I. Blackberry and Lavender. What a winning combo. This is Purple Potion, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out Four Phantoms and check out the aforementioned podcast, too, for some deliciously spooky drink and content. Ah, Liz. Well done. I Perfect. appreciate your blind following us. <laughs> Very fun, Liz. That's awesome. Uh, thank you for the cross-promotion. <laughs> yes. We don't require... Th- we, say we don't require mention, This is the second time now. <laughs> mention us. You don't have to plug us, but if you want to, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> The goal is to help Four Phantoms, which in turn helps us, but, you know, however you want to do it. But hey, if you want to appeal to the, I guess, notoriously toxic, untapped crowd. (laughs) Yes. And get dudes seriously talking about Equinot hops on this show, (laughs) make it happen. No, thank you very much. That's awesome. Everyone, do like Liz and do like Liz. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Four Phantoms. Phantoms. Goodbye. All right, so it is at last time for the latest installment of what I'm only now deciding to call the they're having a Havana syndrome that is saga. <laughs> uh, if you're a longtime listener and have been paying close attention, yes, this is still ongoing. Mm. If you're a first time listener or just forgot the story, don't worry. My materials include brief recaps, including inserting all the audio from the previous episodes right into the middle of this one so you don't have to go back and <laughs> yeah, find that's them. why this episode is three hours long <laughs> four or five at this point i would imagine we four have or a five lot hours long yeah included. we've done like four we've covered this like four times now i think mm. um yeah we're gonna both be burping the rest of the episode i'm sorry you have to blame uh go to uh prohibition tours or <laughs> yeah. chicago, chicago prohibition tours or chicago pizza <laughs> tours and complain directly to jonathan uh, yeah. preferably by signing up for a tour and then telling him to his face that he made us burp too much in your ears that's right a man who knows his drinks knows delicious beverages in general and still sent us <laughs> cans of soda <laughs> so i'm drawing on a few articles today including a couple from the new york times uh, one of which is from May 12 of this year and has Julian Barnes, Edward Wong, and Eric Schmidt combining into a kind of journalistic Voltron to explain... <laughs> I was just going to say a Voltron. <laughs> you there were, you have it. Yeah. Uh, to explain that the mysterious ailments associated with these attacks are actually more widespread among U.S. personnel than was initially thought. The second, a solo effort by Barnes... And I'll form the head. Um, <laughs> details how spy agencies are increasingly turning to scientists 
to help solve the mystery. So let's get into it. The Havana Syndrome mystery first drew and Jake jump in at any time. First drew attention when diplomats and CIA officers working in Havana in 2016 were sickened and reported feeling vertigo, nausea. They got real sick. News would not really start to break until 2017 when we first brought the topic up way back in episode five. So long ago. Super superstitious. We were but children. <laughs> At the time... Victims reported hearing high-pitched sounds, not unlike loudly chirping insects, that left us in the camp of Havana Syndrome representing some dark form of stress-induced hysteria. Mm. However, similar episodes began occurring the next year in Guangzhou, in China. And last October, the New York Times reported that as early as 2017, another cohort of CIA officers traveling in a variety of countries, including Russia had said they were the likely victims of attacks and reported similar symptoms. Wow. So people all over the globe having their heads messed with, yeah. essentially. Getting quite sick, having persistent, bizarre, debilitating symptoms. At last, in a report released in December of 2020, the National Academy of Sciences said a microwave weapon, not hysteria, not insects, not poison, not any of the other things people were throwing around, mm. probably caused the injuries. This was earth-shattering. If you don't know, yeah. National Academy of Sciences is no small uh, beast, so their word carries a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Some officials in the government now believe a microwave or directed energy weapon device of some kind um, is the most likely cause. But more on all of this in a minute. Whatever the actual cause, the incidents that caused... <laughs> Lots of cause going on right now. Um, Get into you know effect. effect. Come on. What's the cause? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whatever the case, the incidents that caused brain injuries in spies, diplomats, soldiers, and other U.S. personnel overseas starting five years ago now number more than 130 people. Man. We started at 60 or so. To put that number in perspective, initial publicly confirmed cases were concentrated in China and Cuba and numbered about 60, as I just said, not mm. including a group of injured CIA officers whose total is not public. Mm. <laughs> it's all of them. The severity <laughs> of the brain injuries has ranged widely, but some victims have chronic, potentially irreversible symptoms and pain, suggesting potentially permanent brain injury. Jeez. Physicians at Walter Reed... Uh, sadly, have warned government officials that some victims are now at risk for suicide. Wow. It is just that bad. Moscow, of course, has repeatedly denied any involvement. So, right, the episodes, according to the National Security Council, involve personnel experiencing, quote-unquote, sensory phenomena, such as sound, pressure, or heat, along with or followed by physical symptoms, which, as I've described, include sudden-onset vertigo, nausea, and head or neck pain. Um, so this one article is based on interviews with 20 current and former officials across multiple government agencies. So these guys did a deep dive. Um, the CIA has officially formed a new targeting cell to try to gather information about the episodes, how they occurred, and who was responsible. Uh, the cell aims to operate with a similar rigor and intensity to the group expanded by the agency sometime after the September 11th attacks to hunt... Osama bin Laden, hmm. and the White House has also worked to standardize reporting of incidents and improve medical treatment for victims. This is great 
because in, I think, our earliest coverage of this, victims were still struggling even to have their stories taken seriously. I mean, even we were like, oh, it's just bugs. Yeah, we were like, it's just bugs. This is just you, you know, getting stressed out and it sounds bad, but also like, come on. Yeah. Not quite so dismissively. No, but... but well, maybe I don't know. It was, that was a long time ago. I don't remember how. Dis- I mean, it was. It didn't sound as serious yet. No. We didn't know quite the health effects yet. It had been. It was more recent, so we didn't know how long term and devastating the actual consequences were. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as science does, you just gotta adjust your views over time as new evidence comes in. Exactly. Um, and accordingly, Congress has demanded more from the CIA in a closed door meeting of the Senate Intelligence Committee last month. Senators, well, I guess at this point that would be back in April, senators accused the CIA of doing too little to investigate the mysterious episodes and until recently showing skepticism about them. So we were not alone. To their credit, the new CIA director, William J. Burns, has tried to move aggressively to improve the agency's response, including installing certain figures in positions of power where they can steer concerted efforts of this kind. Mm-hmm. The CIA also uh, has cut the average wait time for injured officers at Walter Reed. It was up to eight weeks at the end of last year and is now Jeez. less than two. So that's good stuff. Mm. Um, in short, in the face of persistently mounting cases, nightmarishly harmed personnel, and a highly cryptic and threatening issue, at last, the U.S. government is officially validating and prioritizing the Havana Syndrome conundrum writ large. Wow. Hand in hand with this, back in May as well, listener Chris, whose stories we featured, I think, in our first listener submissions drop? I think it was um, our most recent one. Our more recent one? So, yeah. Excuse me. Chris reached out to offer some first-hand validation that the government is indeed taking all this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. He wrote to say, and I quote, I know you guys have been following reports of government agents being hit with high-pitched sounds in Cuba. I work for DHS and received an email today with instructions on who to contact if we should have that happen to us. It goes into detail about the locations and symptoms. The document itself may be law enforcement sensitive, so I don't want to share it in its entirety. But this should be proof that this is actually a thing and is recognized as happening in multiple locations to multiple government agents thought you might be interested chris definitely i also want to just in keeping with the theme of me being an idiot when i first read this email i thought he said he worked for dhl (laughs) i was like why would they have such like complicated protocols but i guess they're just paying attention to their work i spent a lot of time on vans (laughs) dhs department of homeland security a little a little different from uh yeah yellow ups Let's just say if they deliver a package to your door, you're probably in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, so th- thank you very much, Chris. That's very, very cool and interesting. Yes, uh, thank you. You are officially Super Duperstitious's man on the inside. So we will expect some government secrets. Secrets? Secrets. Man, how much uh, 2.7% of this? <laughs> thank you, I think Chris. we have That's another true. person on the inside, potentially, but in a different capacity, and that is the fire killer. Who is, I believe back on sleeper cell status at the yes. moment needs to be reactivated if you're still out there listening to us uh fire killer sean wayne we appreciate you and we hope you're doing well and we'd love to hear from you again we would but uh, at your leisure um the more sporadic the better right so this all takes us to the most recent word from the new york times published just a couple weeks ago 
on July 8th, which details how the U.S. government, as I mentioned before, uh, is just so goddamn thirsty for us. <laughs> this, again, is Barnes, I believe. Uh, the nation's intelligence agencies are looking for ways to increase their expertise in a range of scientific disciplines as they struggle to answer unexplained questions about the origins of the coronavirus pandemic, unidentified phenomenon, damn it, phenomena, just as you said, Jake. Wow, both ways. They got it wrong both directions. They, they yeah, <laughs> mir mirrored each other in their nonsense. Observed by Navy pilots and mysterious health ailments affecting spies and diplomats around the world. This, of course, goes into detail on each of these points, but I have abridged it to focus in. Intelligence officials in the Biden administration came into office pledging to work on areas traditionally dominated by science, like studying the national security implications of climate change and future pandemics. But as the other issues have cropped up, the spy agencies have had to confront questions that are as much scientific mysteries as they are challenges of traditional intelligence collection. Among many efforts to cover these bases is a push by the National Security Council working with the CIA and the Director of National Intelligence to establish a pair of outside panels to study Havana Syndrome. Outside scientists with security clearances will be able to view classified intelligence to better understand what may have caused the brain injuries. Wow. Kind of cool. The work reflects, yeah. quote, a broader priority on science and technology, end quote, a White House official said. One panel will focus on possible causes. The other is charged with helping develop devices that could better protect personnel, according to an administration official. Bring it some real-life Magneto helmets. Yes, precisely. I was going to say something along those lines. Or duct taping big throw pillows to diplomats' heads. <laughs> that would be the prototype uh, version. The administration will also bring in medical experts in traumatic brain injury and technical experts on weapons systems and directed hmm. energy devices to examine the potential causes of the health episodes, according to the administration official. Um, government, as of that article, is examining some 130 episodes, though officials concede that some could eventually be set aside if their causes are determined and appear to be unrelated to Havana Syndrome. But they may have even more work cut out for them. Uh, as of today, <laughs> July 20th, 2021, oh, wow. NBC News reports that up to 200 Americans have now reported possible directed energy attack symptoms, Jeez. including new cases in Vienna that came to light last week. Officials say there are now possible cases on every continent except Antarctica, with almost, and we just don't know about those ones because right. all the way over there, with almost <laughs> half of the possible cases involving CIA officers or their relatives. Hmm. Around 60 cases involved Defense Department employees or relatives, while about 50 were tied to the State Department. One official told the news outlet that while the phenomenon is global, there are disproportionately large numbers of cases in Europe. Numerous current and former FBI agents and personnel have also reported symptoms while overseas, particularly in Europe and Central Asia, with several such employees hit in Vienna as far back as more than 10 years ago. Wow. 2011, give or take. <clears throat> or more. <laughs> back so this actually lines up. <laughs> 10 years ago, that, that would line up pretty well with the beginning of these Sky Trumpet videos. Whoa. And the first one was in Ukraine. Oh, my God. And yet, there are still those 
who push back on this being anything other than a form of intense but fundamentally psychosomatic hysteria. Wow. And uncomfortably, they might have a somewhat decent case. Hmm. As summarized by Brian Owens, writing for WebMD, Robert Ballow, B-A-L-O-H, I hope I'm saying his name correct, correctly, um, MD, medical doctor, a neurologist at UCLA, uh, University of Cali, uh, University of Cali, <laughs> a University of California, Louisiana, <laughs> Los Angeles, says the cases in Havana and the subsequent reports of other incidents around the world could have another less sinister explanation and could represent more of a psychological than physical illness. He's so certain of this, in fact, that he co-authored a paper with Dr. Robert Bartholomew at Botany College in New Zealand, published in the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine, which is a very solid journal with an impact factor of 5.238, if oh. it matters to anyone out there, entitled Challenging the Diagnosis of Havana Syndrome as a Novel Clinical Entity, hmm. which I believe is freely open for access online. Got a link cool. for everyone to check out. On this episode's page, Ballow says that outbreaks uh, that outbreaks like Havana syndrome are a well-known phenomenon, and the cluster that began in Havana fits the pattern. They tend to occur in groups of people with a connection that typically begins with a respected person in that group. Stress is often a trigger, and then as word spreads, in this case by the government warning employees to be on the lookout for strange sounds or experiences. The symptoms, the symptoms start cropping up more and more. Quote, people believe something and it becomes fact, he says. Hmm. The human brain is so susceptible to this. Ballow also believes that the diversity of symptoms suggests a psychological, as we've mentioned a few times now, rather than physical cause. Quote, it's not really a distinct syndrome. There's no highly reproducible symptom pattern. The symptoms seem to be unrelated to each other and can come on at different times. And the early reports about hearing a noise are now fading into the background. But it is important to realize, Ballow emphasizes, that psychosomatic symptoms are just as real as physical ones. Quote, these people are not malingering. They're not weak. They're not making it up. Unquote. It is a real phenomenon that involves real changes, changes in brain activity, just not ones that will show up on an MRI. And the same neural pathways are affected as with physical damage. The effects can continue for a long time after the trigger is gone. So just as with many purportedly paranormal phenomena, what is objectively true sometimes blurs with what is subjectively experienced. This is hmm. something we've gone over many times on this show. Yeah. In other words, whether we can prove a thing empirically does not necessarily correspond to how a person experiences that scenario or those things. So in the case of Havana Syndrome, microwave weapons or not, Ballow argues that just believing something is going on may be functionally just as damaging. Makes sense. And Ballow argues basically that people can recover completely, but the most important thing is not to reinforce the idea that they have suffered actual irreversible brain damage. Mm. If it is, in fact, psychosomatic, the damages could be slowly and dramatically reversed but it would take a lot of hard work and, um, you know, a concerted effort to pull off. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Um, wow. 
people on the one hand validating and taking much more seriously the possibility that this is indeed some kind of weapon and yet sound minds still offering that this could all be indeed uh, some kind of mass hysteria and that just the taking it seriously as we are could be perpetuating the problem itself. And I like that um, tension. (laughs) That is a really, really weird place to be. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I like that medical folks are taking it seriously enough to help people who are suffering. But uh, yeah, if it turns out not to be a real thing, that would really confuse things further. I wonder if it would be a thing that could be, if it turns out that it is totally mass hysteria, could it be counteracted by giving like you know CIA field agents and stuff some kind of placebo gadget that they keep on their person that's supposed to prevent? <laughs> the I wonder of, if exactly. Yeah, they have you keep this on you, you, just keep this on you at all times, and it should counteract any effects of this weapon that's happening. I wonder if that would make the cases start to drop off. Right, that would be fascinating. Yeah, if it were purely psychosomatic. Right, uh, and if it's not, that does still raise the question that we brought up, I think, last time, which is. What exactly would someone be using that could act like microwave, some kind of focused microwave beam thing? Like, we're mm-hmm. still confused about how that could feasibly work just logistically, what the device, what the technology would be. That part's still a little unclear. Mm-hmm. These kinds of devices do exist. The kind of damage they can produce is consistent with what people are observing mm-hmm. or reporting, but no one has yet seen a person hold up you know, there's no smoking gun. Right. Furthermore, a lot of these devices, as I think we reported several episodes ago when it first became a reasonable proposition, as it were, you know, they're hard to hide um, unless mm. there's some sort of technology that is smaller. It kind of takes quite a big microwave, if I'm not mistaken, quite a bit, right. quite a big emitter. So it would be harder to, or if not a big one, you'd have to get quite close right um to to affect a person with something more covert so the vast majority of these cases it seems like people don't even know whence this uh thing is coming but they do it does seem to be hyper localized so they will be in bed feel terrible they suddenly they get out of bed in desperation and then it just suddenly goes away but then they have their persistent, you know, dizziness and nausea and everything else for for weeks, if not permanently afterwards. So, who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah, that's, but it's it's officially on the radar. Yeah, and it's also clearly a thing that is going to be following us for a while. There will be more updates on this to come. Yes, indeed. So, stay tuned on that. Stay tuned to the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. We want to make one last big thank you before we go. We'll do that with our own weird machine that takes more power than you would expect, but still fits into a small enough space that we can get close (laughs) to it. And is constantly irradiating our brains. (laughs) Yeah, and and doing uh, permanent brain uh, damage. And that is, of course... The NCAA device. Uh Um, A strange, horrible computer contraption that we built for something else, but now we use it for this. And this being uh, the Pander function, which, of course, stands for the Patron Appreciation Earl Diver Evaluation of Risk. And if any of this doesn't make sense, listen to the other episodes. <laughs> and we will flip this on, engage the program, plug it into the backs of our brains. 
and uh, open up the mind link to determine what creature, ghoulie, cryptid, or otherwise spooky thing out there are awesome patron of the week uh, needs to be on the lookout for. And that patron is Craig, Craig B. B. of Sterling, Sterling Scotland. Scotland. Craig, look the fuck out for living, living dinosaurs, dinosaurs in, in Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. In Australia, there have been accounts of living dinosaurs. Believe it or not. Specifically in the Darling Downs, a farming region in south, uh, southeast Queensland. Farmers have reported strange noises which some cryptozoologists tie to the ornithopod dinosaur Mudaburosaurus. <laughs> which we've all heard. Uh-huh. Um, it lived in what is now... What a specific pull. Yeah. It lived in what is now northeastern Australia sometime between 112 and 99.6 million years ago. Although a more realistic explanation for these sounds could be that people are hearing other animals. Koalas and crocodiles, for example. <laughs> <laughs> the two animals that sound so similar. Like dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Uh, other dinosaur-like cryptids in Australia include the Burunjor, said to be a living prehistoric being, theorized to be living Australovenator, or other Megaraptorid. So, you know, look out for dinosaurs when you're in Queensland. Um, yeah. Jordan, I'm sure you can confirm that these are for sure real. Uh, Specifically southeast, even. Yes. Southeast, even. Oh, no. And, <laughs> it's um, happening again. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you Gosh. so much for your support on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Wish I knew what else to tell you to look out for, but uh, I think sometimes... Sometimes the machine gives us only so much information. In this case, just... I think it's pretty cut and dry. If you encounter living dinosaurs when you're in Australia, <laughs> get out of there. Just go away from those dinosaurs. Yeah. So let's go ahead and unplug this from our uh, brain stems. Yes. There oh, we go. Feels much better. If you yourself would like to have your name read, or what am I saying? If you yourself would like to have your cryptid creature ghoulie monster calculated. We'll read your name um, first, and then we'll do that part. <laughs> uh, you can be entered by joining at any tier on our Patreon. That is Patreon slash super duper stitches patreon.com usually <laughs> um we have three cool tiers each of them gets you something sweet um and each one's sweeter than the last <laughs> yeah starts out with you like i said any tier you can get the your your pander situation happening uh you get bonus outtakes every uh every month i edit together a bunch of the best ones into a nice little curated thing that's uh i think pretty fun to listen to even even though it's just hearing our own mistakes echoed back to us in a mocking fashion i still find them pretty fun uh we got <laughs> those we got at a high level you also get bonus minisodes every single episode that comes out of the show there's a there's also a bonus one coming out that same day and well if i edit fast enough and uh that same too you also get stickers quarterly stickers you cannot get them anywhere else except through our mm-hmm. patreon right now we have a fun thing going on where at, while supplies last you can get mm-hmm. the last three stickers all at once. That's a big old bumper sticker, uh, a fun one of uh, Choosy Moms Choose Jeff the Mongoose, and uh, again, uh, invoking the fire killer Sean Wayne Kulisuskis himself, Rods is Bugs. <laughs> at other tiers, you can get discounts on merch. And you can also get discounts on any of these tiers by signing up for an annual subscription right out of the gates. You pay for only 10 months to get 
12 months all at once is a decent Ooh. deal. And uh, we'll... Um, Can't say no to that. Yeah, and I'll just kind of uh, put this out there now. We'll get into de- details about this maybe next time, but... You know, we're going to try and try and boost our patron numbers, and if we get enough people, something special may be happening pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for this. If you have yet to join the Patreon, you your ears should perk up especially hard for this, and it is not porn. So, <laughs> thank you all so much. Otherwise, if you want to just uh, leave us some free support by leaving us a rating and or review, please do so. Apple Podcasts is, of course, the big one, but you can also do that on uh, any uh, podcast platform whence you listen. That doesn't work that way. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we appreciate it very much. We appreciate it very much. Join us next week for an episode about creepy babies. Neonatal nightmares. There you go. Got it right there. Damn, okay. You know, sometimes (laughs) you're touched. Um, Sometimes you like it. All right. We'll see you guys there. Bye. Goodbye. Monster misbehaving. Planets needing saving. Situations craving. I'll form the head. The enemy is clever. We're smaller, but whatever. When we put it together, I'll form the head. Y'all could do the treading. Swing energy machete. If combination's ready, I'll form the head. I'll form the head. I'll form the head.